Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome to the show, everybody. And I'm going to jump right into none other than the ED leader of the Senate, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, the turtle himself, uh, well, the turtle is getting slower. And it's hard to imagine that he could be much slower. I mean, he is the turtle. And uh, he does seem to be slowing down further, which leads us to a very serious issue. Now, McConnell has sold out long ago. Um, I think he's about as Republican as, I don't know, Chuck Schumer. But regardless, uh, McConnell is a very, very powerful senator. I mean, by any and all accounts, the guy controls the money. He wields it like an ax. You know, he's just, the guy's a monster. He really is. So McConnell is what he is. And uh, he's, but he's slowing down. I mean, you can't cover these brain freezes up, right? You can't cover these just, you know, when the computer locks up and he stares off into space. Uh, Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he can make all sorts of excuses and dodge things, the corruption that he's you know, been a part of, all the horrible things that he's done over the years. But you can't lock up when you're just uh, in front of the camera like that and then pretend there's nothing going on. He's 8,647 years old, give or take a few days. And uh, the reality is, is that he is he's not fit to be where he's at. He's not capable. He's not equipped. He's not anything. Uh, so, you know, McConnell is what he is, right? Um, and he's really, he's pretty close to having to go whether he likes it or not. This is setting up for a real question. Who's going to take his spot? Now, if you think that the Rhinos and the Uniparty have not learned from what happened in the House, where they were barely able to get McCarthy in, well, they have. I mean, you're not paying attention. These guys, they, they're corrupt, not stupid. Right, I mean, they're stupid politically. They're stupid in, in the fact that they're they're embracing the evil and the corruption, but they're not stupid in terms of knowing how to play the political game. So they've learned, and they're working very hard right now. And by any and all accounts, Mitch McConnell is working very hard to make sure that whoever replaces him will be a full blown, completely blue blooded rhino. We don't want anything red about them. We want, basically, I think that if the the rhino wing could find a way to appoint Chuck Schumer as the head of their party, I, I think that might happen, right? I mean, if they could get, you know, maybe they could ask Pelosi to, like, interim over in the, the Senate as, a, you know, Senate minority leader. I, I don't know, but whatever, whatever they could do, because this is what they want, is they just want to sell out. Uh, the big thing is, is that before McConnell decides anything, he goes to his corporate masters who are paying him off, and he's probably been paid off as much as, as Biden, in my opinion. Um, I, I think there should be, I'd love to see investigations of McConnell. I'd love to see how many buy-offs that guy's had. I think we should, I'd love to see what sort of congressional investigations, and you know, if we did a little bit of digging, you'd find on that guy. But anyways, so there's a, there's a fight brewing, right? And uh, the question is what's going to happen and who's going to be there. So Daily Caller did an article on this. They got a bunch of stuff on there. And uh, they talked to a bunch of Senate staffers and uh, you know, current and former and people that are there. You know, hey, what do you think is going to happen, right? Because understand that what we, the people, see 
is never natural, right? All this stuff is planned behind the scenes. They work through all these things. They do all these things. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a big show for us, right? It's just a big show. And that's that. So, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, it's, you know, a complete disaster. And, uh, well, I mean, here's what's going on, right? Here's the quote. I like this one. This is one of my favorite quotes in this article. It's almost impossible for an outsider to win leadership races these days with his, how much money is controlled by the party leaders on all sides. But the issue is particularly acute with McConnell in the Senate. He's basically the most, at least to the base, the most unimpressive leader that we've had in previous decades. However, he is the longest serving Republican leader or any party leader in the Senate, based primarily on the fact that he controls about half a billion dollars every election cycle in campaign funds. The former Senate aide told the caller, right? So uh, basically, McConnell's been very smart about raising money. He's bought and sold everyone that he's got to buy and sell, and he owns the position, right? He's just paid everybody off. That's the way it is, right? It's the way that it is. And he bought people off. He paid them off. That's the way that it is. Uh, so yeah, next, next quote, quote, so if you want to get elected to the Senate, the majority of the money to run for Senate is controlled exclusively by Mitch McConnell. Rick Scott already did challenge him. I don't know if he's currently running, but he did run against him. He put his reputation on the line. I don't know if the pain was so severe that he would decline to do it again, but I can tell you there's not even going to be much of a race. There's going to be John Thune of South Dakota, or uh, the other guy that they talk about in here as being a possibility is John Cornyne, right? So Texas. Those are the two guys that they're looking at. Both rhinos, both willing to sell out to Big Pharma and everybody else. And, you know, I mean, frankly, why would we tolerate this? Why are we the people? We the people need to do something about this right now. We're looking at all this, and as you keep going, you see all this stuff. Now, let me explain to you. You say, well, why is it that McConnell has all this money? What's going on here? How does that work? Well, let me give you a great example of how this works, right? This is a, another another article from the Daily Caller. Headline, Pfizer donated $1 million to Kentucky Republicans for headquarter expansion. Pfizer, right? It's shocking that McConnell's been such a big fan of Big Pharma, isn't it? Uh, pharmaceutical company Pfizer donated $1 million to the Republican Party of Kentucky building fund in the final quarter of 2022 public records show. The Republican Party of Kentucky building fund filed a report January 3rd with the Kentucky Registry of Election Finance containing its fourth quarter donations. The filing was due Monday and the first report on the Kentucky Lantern, uh, a local outlet. Uh, other corporations donated large sums of money, including 300000 from MetLife. Oh, shocker. 100000 from Comcast, 100000 from AT&T, 100000 from Alteria, uh, Delta Airlines, a bunch of places. But uh, this million-dollar thing came from Pfizer, right? And, well, how, you know, how does McConnell get all what, – what's that going to do, right? It's, it's just – I mean, why is it going to a building fund? Well – According to the article, the Kentucky GOP is permitted under state law to establish a building fund for expenditures related to the purchase, construction, maintenance, renovation, repair of the state executive committee's main headquarters facility, right? There's no contribution limits for the building fund, right? So now let's, let me take this back 
Um, well, you know, let me finish this. Quote, the Republican Party of Kentucky is raising funds into our building fund, as demonstrated in our most recent report filed with the Kentucky Registry of Election Finance. As noted in the January 3rd, 2022 report, the Republican Party purchased a lot next door to Frankfurt headquarters and is planning an expansion project. With the growth of the Republican Party in Kentucky, we have need for additional space. Right? They need, apparently, they need $1.6 million worth of additional space. Uh, you know, as we raise funds into the account, uh, we're following both federal and state laws. All donations are reported, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, by the way, uh, the headquarters is named uh, the Mitch McConnell headquarters. It's the Mitch McConnell Republican Party headquarters, whatever. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about what that means. This is remember this is an example. How how is it that these guys do this? And the Democrats do the same. Okay, but McConnell's a crooked piece of garbage, and I want to rip on him. So McConnell gets all this money in here, and it's for a building fund, right? Now McConnell obviously controls a lot of the state GOP in Kentucky. So what does McConnell? Uh, you know, I mean, what what does that mean? So the GOP gets you know a couple million dollars in their building fund. Uh, supported by all the dead kids that took the Pfizer vaccine, which McConnell's happy to take. I mean, he doesn't mind that blood money. And, uh, you know, he's sitting on that money, and what does he do with it? Well, the Republican Party of Kentucky is made up of Republican people and business owners and what have you, right? So what McConnell does is he makes sure that those contracts for that building— and for all the work that they do, are given to the right Republican people, the people who support the Republican Party, the people who are going to drive votes, drive fundraising, drive this, drive that. Those people then make sure that each one of them are giving the maximum that they can to McConnell's senatorial campaign pack uh, or McConnell's other, whatever pack McConnell wants it to go to, right? So McConnell leverages his position as a you know lead, leading role in the in the Republican Party to push these donations into a fund. That fund is then used to uh, pad the pockets of small donors. So they they give the maximum, which isn't that much, but they get contracts for big dollars. And then they tell all their people that work for them and everybody else they should donate to McConnell. And they tell everybody and all their people that they should uh, support him. And so these guys make huge money. And it's just just money passing hands, right? This is the political system. This is how it's worked. And so meanwhile, McConnell just continues to get more money and more support from everybody because he's buying the right people, right? That's how this works. Now, the million-dollar uh, rep- donation for the Republican Party building fund from Pfizer is pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. But this is how corrupt the Republican Party is, and this is how they work, and this is what they do. So now enter and go back to the original point that I was making. Let's talk about McConnell and his replacement. Well, McConnell's going to make sure that whoever replaces him is going to tote the line, right? McConnell's got his buddies that have bought him off and paid for him over the last, oh, I don't know, decade or two, whatever. And uh, they, you know, they are what they are. Uh, he's going to make sure that their pockets are padded. He's going to make sure. And, and they, by in turn, are going to make sure that the money that he controls is going to go to making sure that they've got someone who will keep this going. 
right? They've got to make sure whoever replaces McConnell is going to keep the wheels greased with the current pigs that are standing at the trough, right? Those pigs, the pigs standing at the trough that is Washington, D.C., all need slopped. For those of you that don't know, because you've never been around pigs or anything of the sort, when you feed pigs, they call it slopping the pigs. Uh, there's a long story on that. It's a long history. I am not going into slopping pigs, nor am I going to go into why I know about slopping pigs. Uh, that's a story for another day. But simple truth is, is that slopping pigs is pretty much so an accurate description of what occurs at the, at the D.C. money trough. Uh, and the pigs want to be slopped. They're waiting to be slopped and they're going to continue waiting to be slopped. And they're going to be fussy if they're not. And if they don't have the right person replace McConnell, then what happens is, is there may be new pigs that get slopped. Don't may, don't misunderstand, right? I don't think it doesn't matter who we put in there. There's going to be pigs getting slopped. But the problem is, is that if you change which pigs are getting slopped, that causes all sorts of disruption in the system. And remember, the system is all about homeostasis. Uh, homeostasis meaning it doesn't want to change. It doesn't. It, it's the system is resistant to change, because the people that are making the money, the pigs that are getting slopped right now, want to keep making the money, and so they make sure that they use their money to keep, maintain the status quo. The only thing that happens is now and then we, the people, get wise to it. And so the pigs will occasionally allow a couple extra pigs at the trough so that uh, those pigs can vouch for the original pigs and so that uh, the system can continue. So occasionally the trough expands. And that's why there's so many people that are leaching off of Washington right now, right? Because you start buying off a few and then you got to buy off more to cover up the original. It's kind of like a lie, right? You tell a lie, then you got to tell two lies to cover up the original lie. Then you got to tell four lies to cover up the secondary lie. And then it just keeps expanding. Well, that's how the buy-off system in Washington has worked. Everybody's been bought off. Everybody's a pig that's you know, feeding at the trough. It's just a big, sloppy, disgusting mess. And uh, it's repulsive, folks. It's repulsive on every level. And I find it to be antithetical to the, the core values that I hold as a human being. I just, how do you go to, okay, I'm sorry, folks. I'm going to break into a little bit of a side rant here. When I was a kid, and I think I've talked about this before, I'll never forget the first couple times I was in D.C. The pride I felt when I looked at the Lincoln Memorial, Washington Monument, the, the Vietnam uh, Memorial, all these different things. I'll never forget when I saw those. First time I saw someone weeping at the Vietnam Memorial, the wall. And it hit me and it struck me how much, how many have given for this country, for our freedom, for the things that we take for granted every day. So many have given everything. So many continue to give everything. So many fight so hard. I fight every day, every day. I'm exhausted. Um, I'll never forget that feeling. And I'll never forget the pride I had every time I went to Washington. And then on 9-11, something happened. On 9-10, I was in Washington, D.C., and I met with a group. I'm not going to say who. I will never forget this as long as I live. I had gathered letters of support from 
police, fire, EMS, local government, all over the state of Ohio. And I had worked endlessly, volunteered. I just went all over the state trying to get people to be aware of a certain issue related to technology and related to communication systems, right? It was a big deal. I knew it was a big deal. And I was working in that field at the time, so I knew about it. And so I, I'd gotten all these letters of support from all these first responders, local government people, stack, huge stack. And I went down and uh, the stack was big enough that I got a meeting with a very important lobby group that was uh, supposed to be taking care of first responders, and taking care of certain people. And I went in and I met with this guy and talked about the issue and talked about this and talked about that. And I laid out and showed him, showed him my stack of letters and told him, you know, how important this was. And I told him that I was very concerned that this particular issue could result in uh, first responders because I was a volunteer fireman also, remember? So I was, I, I was a fireman at the t time. You know, I, I, I knew what it meant to run into the burning building. I told this guy what that looked like, uh, you know, and that I was concerned that this particular issue could cause the communication systems to fail if there was a real crisis. And I told him all the support I had for getting it fixed. And this guy asked me, the, the following thing out of his mouth was, well, how much money do you got? I said, what do you mean how much money did I got? I said, well, who's backing you? Now, mind you, I'm a young kid. I'm early, early, early 20s. I said, well, that stack of paper, those are the people backing me, and I don't have any money. I said, well, why do you think we're going to do this? I said, well, because you're supposed to represent these first responders and you're in their best interest. He said, you don't understand how Washington works, kid. I said, there's people going to die. I understand that. He said, you don't understand how Washington works, kid. And that was the end of the meeting. The next day on 9-11-2001, when the World Trade Centers collapsed, and the firemen didn't hear the evacuate call. It was over the issue that this guy didn't, that I didn't have enough money to buy this guy's support to fix. Never looked at Washington the same way, folks, and I probably never will. It's a sick, sick cesspool of pigs at a trough waiting to be slopped. It makes me nauseous every time I think of Washington, D.C. now. And it wasn't the only thing that opened my eyes. But it's now gotten to the point when I walk into Washington, D.C., instead of feeling that pride that I felt as a child, I feel ashamed. I feel betrayed. I don't feel comfortable in the, in, the, in the capital of the nation I love. And it's a truly, truly sad thing. I haven't been able to take my kids to Washington. They've never been there. I've been there so many times I can't count. We've got to get it together, folks. We've got to get a fight back on this. No Mitch McConnell, part twos. Support us at TomRens.com and Tom Renz Show on the America Out Loud Network. We'll be right back. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. 
with known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, you know, we've got all sorts of things happening. We've got the impeachment inquiry. We've got all these things, and they're very important. We're going to definitely be blowing up on the impeachment stuff coming up. I mean, it's about time. But, you know, I think right now one of the most important topics out there is the rise of the Nazis. I mean, who would have thought I was ever going to say that? I thought, you know, World War II, never forget. Uh, Six million dead Jews. I mean... Yet we have the Nazis rising up. And it, worse than the Nazis rising up is the fact that the United States of America seems to be supporting them. Yeah, I did say that. So let me explain to you why I said that. Let me, let me explain what I'm thinking and talking about here. Um, Joe Biden continues to fund the Ukrainian war. And the Ukrainian war is being fought by a country that, I mean, it's between two bad guys, right? Russia's not exactly good, but Ukraine is not good either. I don't think that Ukraine's any better than Russia. And let me tell you why I think that. Ukraine has a regiment. It's called the Azov Battalion. They're Nazis. They're literally, they have Nazis in it, folks. They wear Nazi symbols. It's well known that they're Nazi. Even the commander, the chief of the Ukrainian military, They've got a picture of him wearing a bracelet with with a swastika, uh, you know, on it, an outline of a swastika on it. I mean, what the hell's going on here? You got Nazis. So we have a nation that has not only has Nazis, and you know, I mean, they people live all over the place. I mean, these sick monsters can live wherever they want to live, but. This nation actually embraces it and allows it to be a part of their armed forces. All the way up to the very top, they're embracing and allowing and accepting Nazi ideology. Why are we sending a country that allows Nazi ideology in their military any money whatsoever? How is that okay? What the hell is going on with that? Folks, I don't know. 
I don't know that I, I understand how anybody can justify this. We have sent, uh, I mean, billions and billions of dollars to a country with Nazis in their military and at the, at the leadership level, right? Can you imagine if Donald Trump had as a commander of his military for armed forces a Nazi, a guy wearing a Nazi bracelet? Can you imagine that? But that's exactly what Zelensky has. And yet we keep sending him money. That's insane to me. What the hell is going on? I mean, folks, this is this is literally ludicrous. Literally ludicrous. I uh, I just don't know. I, I don't know what to say about it. But what I do know is that we have a group in the United States called the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL. And the ADL, uh, yeah, I've never really paid any attention to them. I thought, you know, as far as I knew, hey, you guys want to stop anti-Semitism? Good for you. Go ahead. You fight that fight. And, that, you know, that's where my head was. But it turns out the ADL is just like the Southern Poverty Law Center and a bunch of these other places. Corrupt. Absolutely corrupt and absolutely to the core. That's what it looks like we got going on here. Corruption on a level that is just absolutely astounding. You know, folks, the, the fact that the ADL has not spoken out against the Ukrainian war, I just don't, I, there is no way that you can be a, a, a group that, that claims to represent the Jewish people and claims to represent the fight against anti-Semitism and be okay with us sending billions and billions of dollars to a nation that has Nazis as a part of their military leadership and their military in general. Now, interestingly enough, you don't hear a lot about the Nazis in Ukraine because uh, the mainstream press won't record it. Uh, nowhere, nowhere. But, you know, I think this is awful. I mean, I've, I fought for my Jewish brothers and sisters. I fought for everybody. I don't care. If you're into freedom, I got your back, right? Um, I'm offended by this. How about that? Like that, folks? I'm taking a page out of the left's woke handbook. I'm telling you, I'm offended by these Nazi lovers. And I am, actually. It's sick. Who the hell likes Nazis? That ideology needs to be stamped out and no legitimate anti-anything, no legitimate government, no legitimate armed forces, no legitimate anything should allow that anywhere near them. But it's there, and Joe Biden funds it, and the ADL says nothing about it. And Joe Biden not only funds Ukraine, but he also seems to, you got to understand that when you fund Ukraine, that money comes back. So we got this bone face or bonehead, whatever this moron from Florida is who's running around trying to act tough. I mean, he's a real he's a real warrior. He's out trying to intimidate Laura Loomer. I mean, you know, he's picking on a girl. Congratulations, bonehead. You're a, you're a tough guy. You're picking on a girl. And maybe you can send some more hate to her Twitter or I don't know. You can scare her. I'm sure you'd be super scary with your stupid tattoos. You look like an idiot. But Bonehead's out there running around trying to scare. Well, it turns out Bonehead, according to Laura, was was likely an FBI or CIA or some sort of an asset in January 6th. 
And it looks like he was then brought in down in Florida. It looks like he was, yeah, they want to arrest him, but he has FBI protection of some type. Are we really partnering with Nazis? I mean, is Joe Biden's administration okay working with Nazis? I don't know how many times I can say it. I, I can't drive it home enough. And if it doesn't shock you, there's something wrong with you. According to uh, America First report, uh, this this Azov battalion is uh, they're driven by Nazi ideology, right? This is Azov, Azov, uh, Azov battalion there in Ukraine, with the, the military, right? Members were inciting crowds to violence during uh, J6 false flag riots in the capital. Well, that's you know that came from Laura, and uh, we're funding it. We're funneling them money through Ukraine and through elsewhere, and it's getting to go into these neo-Nazi causes. That's what's happening, folks. I mean, if we look, we see, uh, they go through this, and, and here's the quote about, about the armed, uh, armed forces. We already know that the element of Ukraine's military are beholden to Nazi ideology. Even General Valery Zelzuni, I don't know how to say his name, the commander-in-chief of the armed forces of Ukraine, has been pictured wearing a bracelet on his right wrist that features the outline of a swastika. Photo's been circulating since last spring. We've sent him more money since then. Folks, let me tell you what I'm doing here. I want to give away my super secret here. Um, I am saying and talking about and associating Joe Biden and his support for Nazis and the Nazis in Ukraine and the Ukraine war and the Nazis there as often as I can. And I'm repeating myself intentionally because I want it to be known how disgusting that is. If you're supporting Nazis, there's something wrong with you. And that is what Joe Biden's doing. Now, all the way down to his FBI, apparently. But uh, these Nazis, this whole thing, it's just, it's something, folks. It's something. And the ADLs know where to be found. Now, they're calling out a bunch of conservatives and trying to embarrass them and get them thrown off of this show and off of that stage and off of Twitter and all these different things. Uh, but they're not actually dealing with the Nazis or the Nazi lovers. Can anybody explain that? Are they actually worried about protecting against anti-Semitism or are they just worried about being a political hit job? I mean, because it looks like the latter to me. I mean, you know... You got, you got these guys out there who are literally Nazis that don't hear a word. But you hear, hear them talk about, the, folks, this is hypocrisy. It's classic left, uh, a left move. I mean, this is what they do. Uh, so anyways, along with that, the other thing I've noticed, and ADL is one of the main topics I want to know, is Yuval Noah Harari. Yuval Noah Harari is literally talking about Hitler like it's his long-lost mentor. Every time he gets on stage, he talks about Hitler and Stalin and these guys. It's like this guy can't get enough Hitler and Stalin. But there's been just absolute silence from the ADL on this. Why? They've attacked all sorts of conservatives and patriots and claimed that they were anti-Semitic. They've attacked all sorts of people and claimed that they tried to get Twitter to limit their reach and limit their scope because they call people anti-Semitic. But they don't care about the guy who's supporting Hitler. Let me show you. Let me show you what this looks like, folks. 
because this is uh, this is awful. This is uh, from my buddy Clay Clark. He did this Thrive Time show. Here you go. You can listen to Yuval himself. If you look back in history, so figures like Hitler, like Stalin, they also try to re-engineer humans. Oh, this is too bad. They uh, the, it, 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 it had a time limit, oh, like with Nazis. education and with uh, uh, mass political control, they could for a few years Listen change the uh, uh, characteristics of entire populations. Brainwash them with Nazi yeah, ideology or, or, or communist ideology. But eventually, the when they fell, you get back to. To, 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 to ground zero. Oh, you get back to bad. this body, to this brain. They didn't manage to change it. So over time, we can start again. Oh, but once you give these kinds of regimes the ability to actually change the human body, like permanently, maybe even germline, then their uh, uh, legacy can last indefinitely. Did you hear that? So there's Yuval Noah Harari who the ADL has not spoken out against, talking about how we, uh, he, you know, he envisions giving these Stalin and Hitler-type regimes the ability to create their eugenics movement on a global scale forever. Sounds great, right? I mean, Harari likes it. What else have we got? Think about the politician you most hate in the world, or think about the religious movement or the ideological movement. Well, he hates religion. That, uh, uh I think a few days now with the technologies that I'm developing. The Hitlers of the 21st century, they will have the ability not see? just to I wage destructive wars. Hold on here, hold on here. With tools. Okay, did you guys see that interviewer? Did you guys see, where's he at? I'm going back. I want to look at this guy. I don't know who that guy is. But he's listening to this guy praise Hitler, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's very wise. Man, you're very smart. It's like he's enamored by Yuval Noah Harari praising Hitler. Really? He's praising Hitler. And you're sitting there, look at his face. With the technologies that I'm okay. developing right now. The Hitlers of the 21st century, they will have the ability not just to wage destructive wars. Look at this. With tools like AI and bioengineering, they will actually be able to re-engineer the human body and mind, which is something the Nazis dreamt about. Oh, they, they dreamt about it. The new Nazis, the new Hitlers, they can do it. They can fulfill Yuval Noah Harari's dreams. They always talked about creating the superhumans, the new humans. They couldn't do it. They didn't have the technology. Now imagine a new Nazi regime in the 21st century that uses technology to re-engineer new humans. They imagine, imagine for one second what the ADL would say if Donald Trump said this. Imagine if Donald Trump made this speech, what would happen on the news, everywhere else? Now, even if this regime eventually falls, the new humans, the new human- Wait, look at these guys, what are these? Oh, that's very, that's brilliant of you, Mr. Harari. You're so advanced. You're so brilliant. Teach us, Mr. Harari. Teach us how you're going to give Hitler the power to live forever. Bodies and minds would be there. They can 
permanently alter the course of human evolution in a way that the Nazis couldn't, the Soviets couldn't, no previous regime could. George Orwell's 1984 and Hitler and Stalin would be nothing compared nothing. to... I, I'm stopping this, folks. I'm just stopping this. Uh, listen, here's the deal. These people are psychopaths. Where is ADL? Where, where is ADL? Where are the, the Democrats and the liberals and the leftists who want to talk to us about diversity, equity, inclusion, DEI? They want to talk about all these things, but they sit. I mean, you look at these guys. The interviewers are amazing to me. They're just lapping it up. They're just loving it. They can't get enough of this guy. They just look at him. Oh, you're so brilliant, Mr. Harari. Just please keep teaching us. Keep teaching us so we can be smart like you and figure out ways to empower Hitler. Because that's what he's talking about. Why? Why would you create technology and capacities to do things like this? Why would you develop this stuff? And you notice Harari doesn't sound like he's saying, no, don't do it. He said, no, no, we're definitely doing it. We're all in on it. We got a, a 21st century Hitler. He'll be able to last forever. And his regime will last forever. And for all times, it's the greatest ever. Hooray! Really? Seriously? Yeah, I don't know, folks. I don't know. I think this is sick beyond words. I think that the fact that these people, these leftists, where's the Southern Poverty Law Center? I thought they were against hate speech. This guy's trying to preach about how they can create a Hitler regime that lasts forever. What could be more hateful than that? He literally was talking about how the Hitlers and the Stalins could be empowered with technology to do this forever, but that's not a hate speech? I mean, the guy is shooting for it. That's the goal for this guy. But not a peep from the Southern Poverty Law Center or the ADL. Not a peep. He's talking about empowering Nazis to live forever and do these things forever, whatever. Nazis like Hitler. He mentions Hitler by name, and yet not a peep. I don't know, folks. Hypocrisy, anybody? We need your support at TomRens.com. Support TomRens.Substack.com. Support our locals, our Rumble. Support us everywhere in the Tom Renz Show on the America Out Loud Network. We'll be right back. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? 
I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Okay, welcome back and welcome to the Stack of Stuff. I am going to start with a story that really deserves its own segment, but segments are busy and it's not getting one right now. I'll probably talk more about this. So everybody knows Owen Troyer from InfoWars, and if you don't, you should. I mean, he's a good dude. I like Owen. I've done his show quite a few times, and uh, we hung out a bit at the last Reawaken tour. He's a good dude. I like Owen. Well, Owen... Uh, he, uh, he, he's getting attacked on the J6 stuff, just like anybody else they can attack uh, on this. And it's part of the Joe Biden war on free speech, and there's just an immense amount of this. I mean, this is what they do, is they, they, they try and criminalize free speech and uh, do whatever they can to shut that down. So they, they're going after Owen Schroyer. And uh, Owen got charged with a bunch of stuff, and he pled down to a minor, minor misdemeanor nothing. Right, single misdemeanor of entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds. Right, so that's the government equivalent of trespassing. Right, nobody cares. It's just a, a nothing thing. Right, so uh, he pled down with the agreement that you know they were going to do this and this and this. Well, the uh, DOJ, being the scumbag pieces of garbage that they are reneged on their deal and decided after his plea that they were going to ask for 120 days in jail. Pretty much the maximum they could ask for, right? Um, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. And in it, the DOJ argued, quote, that, that Schroyer, quote, helped create January 6th by spreading election disinformation paired with violent rhetoric. That is literally the definition of politically protected free speech under the First Amendment with regards to this situation. I mean, you can't say that this this election was stolen and that we don't like it and we should all stand for it. That that's gonna be that's something to arrest someone for or to charge them? Absolutely not. This is obscene. This is absolutely obscene. Now, mind you, Owen didn't actually go into the Capitol. He was only outside of it. And, uh, you know, they, they had made a plea deal and it was done in good faith and the government reneged. They, they cheated. You know, these guys are scumbags. You can't trust our government. Our government is the most evil, rotten group of scumbags I've ever seen. These guys that sell their soul for a nickel or less. Uh, but this is just, it's ridiculous. I mean, these guys have been going just straight up to war on the First Amendment, right? I mean, these guys have just, whatever they got to do, whatever they need to, to, to lie about or to, you just, they want this guy in jail because of this, because they don't want him speaking. That's the only thing, that, that's the only way to read this, right? This isn't something that, uh, I mean, he wasn't violent, he wasn't doing anything wrong. He just trespassed a bit 
And so these guys are reneging on plea deals, all this stuff. It's ridiculous, folks. This is the definition of protected speech. Now, protected speech doesn't get him around his plea to the misdemeanor. But typically, the sentencing on that is not, there's no jail time for something like that, typically. Maybe a fine. It's a slap on the wrist type thing. I mean, there's no reason for that. None. Anyways, folks, I don't uh, I, I don't know what to say about this. This is really a big deal. This J6 stuff is a little bit out of hand, and by a little bit, I mean it is a lot out of hand. This is absurd. You know, this is absolutely absurd. So I don't know that it is what it is, but uh, yeah, we got We got We got to fight on this. All right, next uh, headline. This is something, folks. This is another big deal. Eric Adams, mayor of New York, right? Now, he's a leftist Democrat piece of garbage. I don't generally like this guy one bit. And I still don't like him after this because here's the thing. A headline, Adams, terrorists see migrant issue coming through border as a chance to do harm. Policy should remember 9-11. So Adams, the Democrat mayor of New York City, is fussy about the wide open southern borders. He says, we got to remember 9-11. These guys could come in and do terrorism. You know, like Trump has been saying for, I don't know, years? Like Meg has been saying for, I don't know, like years? <sighs> Folks, I don't... I just don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't like it. Uh, I, I don't like this hypocrisy. I don't understand why we have this just egregious hypocrisy. This guy, you know, he's got a, uh, you know, he's pushing for open borders. He's pushing for this. He's pushing for that. Right up until they start getting into New York. Then all of a sudden he's got an issue. Not acceptable at all. Not acceptable at all. So, yeah, now... Yeah, he wants to pull out the terrorism card because we just had 9-11, so it's a perfect time to do it, right? So he's pull out his terrorism card and, uh, you know, eh, well, you know, I love the I love the immigrants, but, you know, that's, uh, well, that 9-11 breaker breaker. I mean, it's ridiculous, folks. It is ridiculous. I think we need to send about 10,000 more immigrants to New York and let him figure out what to do with them. I mean, you know, he loves that open border. He doesn't care about our small cities and these other towns and cities have been dealing with this for years. Suddenly he gets a few of them in New York and he doesn't know what to do. It's really uncomfortable for him and his rich elite leftist buddies in Manhattan who, you know, they love to tell us how we should live, but they don't want to live that way. People are garbage. It just it makes me sick. So we have a house rep defending Joe Biden. Okay. Uh, this guy's insisting that there's no, I, I want you to think about this. This guy is insisting that there is no evidence linking Joe Biden to his son's dealings. And uh, he, he also said, and this is probably true, that um, you know McCarthy's uh, calls for impeachment are, are just a distraction. But, but no, there's just no evidence that Joe Biden was you know, getting 10% for the big guy. There's no evidence at all that Joe Biden had anything to do with those uh, text messages, you know, where Hunter said, I'm sitting next to my father. There's no evidence at all that he had any clue that his son was a crook. Now, here's the problem. 
you know, the Democrats say a lot of stupid things. This is one of them. I mean, this is absolutely dumb. It's beyond credulity. Right? It is beyond credulity to suggest that, uh, I don't know, it, it just is. It, this whole thing is dumb. But it isn't a Democrat. This is Republican House Rep Ken Buck from Colorado. Ken Buck, whose name Ryan Pluff. Okay. Uh, so Buck, the Republican rhino piece of garbage from Colorado, is out trying to defend Biden in the sun. Like we shouldn't impeach him. What the hell is wrong with this piece of garbage? Has he lost his mind? Now, you might think that that's bad enough, but it's not. It's not. You know what else he's done? He says the J6 prisoners who were locked in closets and tortured were not abused in prison. I mean, why has he not been expelled from the Republican Party? I mean, if this guy's a Republican, we don't need Democrats. This guy is just a piece of garbage. I don't understand. I don't get it. I just don't get it. You know, he, he's fussing about basically anything that the Republicans do to try and do anything about this this corruption. He's objecting to, right? I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, this guy should be expelled from the Republican Party. He should be excoriated in the press, and he's just a, just everybody in the world should know Ken Buck as a piece of garbage, because apparently he is. Jeez, oh, Pete's folks. Now, oh, terrible news! Terrible news for you guys who use uh, Facebook's uh, sister app Threads. You know the the Twitter comp- uh, competition. Terrible news! If you guys are looking for real information. Um, on COVID-19, you can't get it from your Threads uh, social media platform. You're going to have to go somewhere else because they're they're blocking searches about COVID-19. Uh, Threads is not letting you search for anything related to COVID. And uh, they, they just don't want you to know anything. And, and you've got to understand that, that uh, why this is happening, folks. Now, Clearly, most people would say, well, that's that's obvious. That's because, you know, threads, you know, I mean, they're, they're trying to keep the misinformation. No, 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 no. See, we've got all sorts of real information on COVID, all sorts of studies, all sorts of things. And I, everybody's right. I even Fauci acknowledged how bad these vaccines are. The problem is, is that when you open up to people to talk about this stuff, it's hard to censor out what they say. And then, you know, unless you, anybody that's talking about COVID is talking about it as a fraud. So they just figure it's better to not let people talk about COVID. At least that's my opinion on that. It looks like there's nothing legitimate or honest about these guys. Threads. What a stupid name, by the way. Well, I got an idea. Let's go from Facebook to Meta, and then let's call it Threads. That sounds good. Meta Threads. That's a great name. Jesus. Washington Examiner. Median household income fell in 2022 adjusted for inflation census bureau says no kidding not only did the medium household income uh fall but let us not forget that the uh the cost of everything skyrocketed by a bazillion percent or more 
the economy is collapsing, the dollar is collapsing. I mean, you know, we're, we're seeing inflation rates like nobody's ever seen. We keep printing money and sending it to Ukraine. I mean, it's like we're just hell-bent on destroying our country. It's awful, folks. I don't understand. That, I, you should actually go to bh-pm.com and tell them Ren sent you. bh-pm.com. Tell them Ren's sent you. R-E-N-Z. So you got to do that. Um, you really need to have a little bit of gold in your pocket. Okay. BRICS is going to be the, the dominant global uh, currency. The American dollar is going to be worthless. And uh, that BRICS money, that is going to be what you need to, uh, to function. So uh, your gold will allow you to get some of that. The dollars are meaningless. So you just, just a thought for you because bh-pm.com. Uh, as I said, uh, median income uh, fell pretty substantially, and uh, it's getting tighter, and things are more expensive, and Biden's trying to make it worse every day. So, all right, what have we got here? Well, this one was important. Newsmax. Morning poll. Trump outperforms DeSantis on Biden. This is hard to believe, right? Because everybody keeps telling me, well, we got to vote DeSantis. He's the only one that can beat Biden. Trump can't beat Biden. Okay. Why is it that Trump's polling higher than DeSantis against Biden? I mean, Trump is down by down by uh, two with a one-point margin of error. Uh, DeSantis is down by five with that same one-point margin of error. So how is it that you're going to tell me that uh, DeSantis can beat Biden, but Trump can't. I don't know. Call me stupid. Now, when we look at the primary, uh, right now we see 57 going for Trump, 14 for DeSantis, and everybody else is single digits. So, you know, I mean, we got a front runner, 57%. I'd say that's pretty safe. Oh, boy, folks. Oh, boy. Let's see. What do we got here? Well, this was this was nice. This was nice. Uh, the headline: Glorious thousands of NFL fans sing national anthem, chant USA USA. So you, uh, the NFL, uh, for a change, didn't do something to ban uh, ban or block or hide the national anthem. They actually let it go, and and a whole bunch of people sang it in honor of 9/11. It's really a big and meaningful thing. Everybody is singing along. It's really kind of neat. So. God bless our, our, our patriots and our people who still stand and believe in our anthem and our flag and all those things. It's a, a beautiful thing, folks. We're really lucky to live in this country. Hey, what do we got here? Oh, <laughs> I like this one. Trump hits new globalist kingpin Alex Soros in a purely Trumpish manner. So Alex Soros... I mean, this guy looks like a weenie. Well, the picture they got on Liberty Daily, this guy, I mean, he is just a straight-up weenie. I am not, I, I mean, he he and Yuval Noah Harari are in a contest to see who I want to flick more. And I say flick because if I punch them, I think I'd break them because they're both like little wussy girls. But uh, this Alex Soros, I mean, he just, wow, wow. Any man that looks like that, you know there's something wrong. Um, but, uh, Trump says, 
I love this is why we love Trump. Trump says, quote, we can't let this spoiled little degenerate win. His daddy controls the DAs and AGs in America. They're destroying our country. Mitch McConnell is helping them do it by doing nothing. An embarrassment to the Republican Party. Get tough, Republicans. And President Trump is, as is so frequently the case, 100% correct. From every part of this, uh, from the degenerate little spoiled brat that is George Soros' son, Alex Soros. I mean, he's just a piece of garbage. He's a little weenie psychophant, lived off his daddy, and uh, just makes me sick. Like, I, I don't like people who can't, you know, if you're a man, be a freaking man. Be able to stand on your own two feet. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, you got to be a man. But he, he can't. There's nothing manly about this wuss. Uh, but then also, I love that Trump called out McConnell, who's the real reason this is able to happen, because McConnell is a cowardly wuss, and his absolute lack of, of any fortitude to do anything other than sell out and make bribe money. I don't know, folks. I just, the Republican Party is so bad. And I understand, you know, it's the alternative source, but we need your help at TomRens.com. We need your support at TomRens.substack.com. Sign up, support us, help us. Get the word out. Tom Renz Show on the America Out Loud Network. We'll be back.